Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're choosing to listen in. I am just grateful. Like I just, two things. I'm happy that you're here and grateful that you decided to give me a little bit of your time. Um, y'all, the weather's changing. It's getting cold out or it's starting to get cold out. And all I can say is please, please, please make sure you wash your hands after every single public meeting, public exchange, public high five, whatever you do, because it's cold season, people not washing their hands and you will catch a sore throat like this. Um, so, uh, at the end of last week, I've started speaking back into schools and at the end of last week, I'm, I'm like, oh man, I'm doing good. Like we high five and we, it's fist bump season. Boom. We doing good. And then towards Thursday, I felt a little tingle in my throat. I said, one of these kids done got me. So (laughs) I took a lot of time to, um, uh, enhance vitamin C, vitamin C everywhere. And, uh, really just practicing self-care because you know the uh, the right strain of cold will take you out and I just ain't got time for that uh but uh man when let me tell you something else Wednesdays are rolling up like as quickly as the days do uh because I swear I just put down the mic about an hour ago and it's already ready to record again um and because these casts are recorded in real time um, shout out Mitchell Brown, the hook loves me podcast. Nobody likes cold food. Nobody wants to be served a cold plate of food. Bum, bum, bum. So <laughs> unless you're a new mother or father, or you're the mother or father of a toddler, then you know what it's like to eat cold food. So I'm gonna just leave that right there. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yesterday, like, you know, sometimes when I come into, uh, these casts, I have a, an idea to talk about something, uh, but then something just drastically shifts, whether it be the energy or my mindset, or just the topic gets trumped by uh, something else, uh, no pun intended, but the topic gets uh, trumped by something else that I feel like is more pressing. And, you know, I'm, my my spiritual cadence is guided um and 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 so i i'm led to believe that uh the reason why uh, another thought just becomes so much more pressing uh is because that's truly what i'm probably supposed to be sharing or thoughts on that instead of just thoughts on what i want to share um and and don't get me wrong like the hustle is still alive out there y'all y'all just got to give me a little grace with these interviews i'm telling you like time is so important when you're juggling multiple multiple things you have to make a schedule for it i can't stress it enough um but uh yesterday was 9/11 can y'all believe it's been 17 years 17 years like and no matter what stance you have on the state of the affairs of the United States. Um, this incident was just purely horrific. It was horrific to see and hear and witness and, and have it be a part of your history. 
I'm not saying that bad things don't happen in everyone's history, but to have witnessed that as a U.S. citizen, it like and I mean, around the world, even like it, it was horrific. So I ask, where were you? I was in um, I was in high school. I was actually in religion class. Go figure. Um, I went to private school, so don't don't try to throw shade at me right quick. Um, I was I was a high school sophomore, and I just remember I was looking out the window, and I just remember thinking at that moment, like, man, it's a beautiful day out, and we don't really get days like this often. So I was just sitting and, you know, we were probably talking about something important. You know, it was religion class and, you know, that was heavy through the school. So I kind of zoned out. It was one of my lighter days in in school. So I, I was like zoning out, just really thinking about the day. And um, a teacher rushed in and, and pounded through the door and said, you, you've got to turn on the TV. Something's happened. And it sort of startled my uh, religion teacher. So she turned on the TV. And that's when I saw it. And that's when we all saw it. Uh, it like it. It was so. It was so surreal. Like it. It did not even look like it was something that could possibly have happened. Um, and there was so much happening, and there were so many tickers going across the screen on the news. It was hard to make sense of it at first. It's just you just saw the replay. And it it just really like you just you're just trying to study like is that really a real thing, um, and then from what I know the principal was downstairs in the office gathering information, uh, for for announcements and and that's when it hit me, I'm here I'm here alone, um, when in res in respect to my immediate family I, I because my sister. Uh, was away at school or college. It was like our first year. Um, and my dad was in the military actively and he was away uh, doing station work um, with the military for something. I don't know, but he, he was, he wasn't super far, but he, he was close enough to attain home. Um, and then that's when I remember my mom had a connection flight into New York from Vegas that day. And we had absolutely no clue if she was on one of those flights. So then everything shut down. And then uh, and then I hear the principal calls me to the office and I thought my world was collapsing. I could feel all the eyes in the room sort of staring at me, like staring down at me in terror. And I, and I just I, I couldn't process like everything was sort of blurry. I remember rushing down to the office uh, and it, it, on the phone was my sister crying. So I really thought like, man, like what is going on? My sister was crying, asking where our parents were. And, and I had no idea, uh, because she was alone too. Um, and she, and, and, and so after that point, because I couldn't get in touch with any of my parents, I couldn't handle it. So I asked to go home and they let me go home. And for the rest of the day, I was able to drive at this point, um, so for the rest of the day was kind of a blur because I remember um, that all I was trying to do for that day, like I was scared to even go outside and I didn't have my parents with me, just our two dogs at home. So like, I think 
you know, I don't know the timeline here because again, just scared, just when you're operating in fear, like nothing really matters besides who your people are and how you're getting to them, you know, or your survival. Um, so we, we eventually, uh, my dad made it home and, uh, we eventually tracked down my mom. And I think it was literally, it had to be a day or two. Like that seems unheard of in today's time. Um, and, and because all things in major cities at that point were completely shut down. Um, and, and you have to understand something that to board a plane back in those days, you didn't have to go through the checks as extensively as you do today. So people were just walking on with everything that they needed on their carry-ons. Um, so everything was shut down and uh, in high traffic volume areas like New York City, like Las Vegas, like Los Angeles, um, it was high traffic volume and high security. So her getting access to any phone uh, that wasn't in roaming or that wasn't shut down cellularly, like it was bananas for her. So she was alone too. Um, so I just remember that. And, um, so dad made it home and, and my sister stayed at school and mom finally made it home. I mean, it had to at least been like one or two weeks. Um, and, and, but then I just think about, I remember the days leading up to waiting for mom to get home and every single day just hearing the death toll rise. And I, and I kept thinking about all those people and those families, like my mom is okay. And just thinking about all the people on the planes and in the buildings and whose families weren't. And it's completely devastating because it's so devastating to me because it's so damn senseless. It really is. And these random acts of terrorism, no matter the scale they shake me every time. Like my spirit is completely disturbed. For instance, here in the city, just uh, last week, we had we had just a random shooter just walk up into one of our banking establishments and uh, the city of Cincinnati. We had one of our, um, uh, a young gentleman, and I'll still refer to him as young gentleman, uh, walk into a bank banking establishment and just randomly started shooting just random at random N no targets no reason no letters nothing we have no idea what his motivation was for just going into the bank and just shooting at people there's people who were there randomly on assignment or away from their families or just trying to make a better life for themselves gone no rhyme no reason or, you know, like after hearing one of um, one of the students uh, that I've spoken to uh, last year in high school, tragically struck by a car while walking to school and the person kept driving. This happened uh, the day before yesterday and they actually the driver could have saved her life, but because they were operating operating out of fear they kept going and uh in the moment she got struck by the car she actually cried out and said call mom I, I'm hurt and in that moment where people were trying to call and get get help for her another car struck her and she ended up passing and for that you know it's just again no matter 
the scale of random acts of 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 terror random acts of evil grief is so strong for us in so many ways it's it's almost immobilizing and for some of it it, it is um but guess what else is strong y'all like redemption is too and that's what like when I hear about things like this like I am so devastated for real uh but then we have to remember why we're here see I we have to just remember why we're here like if somebody pisses us off today or somebody cuts us off in line or somebody like doesn't pay attention while they're making your food in a Chipotle line or a McDonald's line or a Wendy's line for your health. You shouldn't be in those lines. But if you are because you're running late or your family got caught up somewhere or something's going on, you have to remember why you're here. Like we don't fight the battle against evil doings or wrong doings or misdoings with other wrong evil and bad misdoings we we will not win that way we have to remember why we're here if we're here is because we believe in something if it's here if we're here is because some of us have already been given a second chance or a third chance at life if we're here is because we want to make that chance worth something if we're here is because you know maybe we're still trying to figure it out but we have to remember why we're here. See, our goal and why we're here is not necessarily to eliminate fear or death. That's a part of the human life circle. So we're not going to do anything with that, but rather to survive and continue the legacies of triumph over the enemy and from the people who we hold near and dear in our hearts forever. I say one more time, like just the idea we need to remember why we're here is simply because we need to advance the culture so all the lost ones don't just die out but they live within us so and remembering why we're here peace love solitude and grace to all of you my good people we have to remember why we're here Let's do it for the culture. Let's go.